Hi, this is Nikki, host of Motherhood Unfiltered. It's going to be okay. I will be sharing my podcast every Monday, and we will talk about being a parent, dealing with mental illness, daily struggles, and how we navigate one day at a time. Please subscribe today. Hi, everybody. This is Nikki from Motherhood Unfiltered, and today I have a guest, and her name is Tina Fagerman, and I hope I pronounced that correctly, and she is here today to tell us about her story and how she has managed to overcome it, and um and how she deals with it from day to day. Um, I can tell you she's a mom of young three boys, and that is a full-time job of its own. So, <laughs> yeah. so um, welcome, Tina. And, Thank you. Um, this will be um, aired on. It was super loud on my end. Um, this will air on Facebook, and then we'll have it on um, my podcast, which will upload to Spotify, um, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Audible, and um, there's some other ones. So I can't remember them all. But anyway, um, okay, so Tina, um, so yeah. start off by telling us about yourself. Like, you know, did you come from a big family, a small family? Um, how did that, you know, go for you growing up? Yeah, so, um, my name is Tina Fagerman. Thank you for having me. Um, so, I grew up with, um, a sister and brother. I'm the oldest of three. And, um, my husband is an only child. So, we met when we were 16. Um, we started dating when we were 18. And we got married (laughs) when we were 20. Oh, so, so every two years, you guys made a big... <laughs> we bumped it up, yeah. <laughs> I had just turned 21, and we were pretty... We were young, and our philosophy was when you find who you're going to marry and you find who you're in love with, why not spend the rest of your life with them and start start off? Yeah. So we did, and it has been wonderful ever since. We've been married almost 12 years. Um, oh, awesome. Congratulations. <laughs> it, it feels like a really long time, um, but not in a negative way, just because we've been through so much since mm-hmm. we first got married. And um, in, in, in a, a different aspect, it feels like we just got married, which I know. <laughs> sense, but I know what you mean. I think that about my husband too. Some days it's like, oh, this, because when so many, when you have a lot of events happen, um, then you create all this history with this one person, you mm-hmm. know, and you don't have that history with nobody else. So, mm-hmm. but then, then you're like, wow, I just met you, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> yes, it's been it's been really, really good to be honest. Um, That's awesome. <laughs> we started uh, we started having kids about eight years ago. Um, mm-hmm. Our oldest, so our oldest is eight. 
our middle is five and our youngest just turned two. Oh, wow. So they're pretty, they're not super, super young. The older two are a little bit more self-sufficient now, which is really nice. Um, mm -hmm. But it's still a lot all at once. It is. <laughs> we joke around that we had no idea what we were doing and we still don't. <laughs> hey, mine are grown and out of the house, so to speak, and I still don't know what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes like, it just... I'm, I'm like, how did we make it through that, you know? And mm -hmm. the, you just take it one day at a time. And like I you know, said earlier, sometimes the days is really bad. You just do one hour at a time. Let's just focus on just one moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I um So did you... um so did you guys decide like we're going to have a lot of kids or we're just going to have one and oopsies, here's another, you know, I mean, how did that all work out for you guys? I mean, was your husband like, you're going to be barefooted and naked, I mean, you're going to be barefooted and pregnant. <laughs> I knew exactly what you meant. That's the funny part. <laughs> I, I know. You knew what I meant, and you knew that's probably what he wanted to say. Right. <laughs> well, that's, that's probably what he wanted to say, um, <laughs> but he never did. Um, he so because he came, I can't get it out of my mind now. <laughs> um, he, he came from a family where it was just him and his mom. He always wanted a big family. And oh, yeah. um, honestly, when we were dating, he used to always say he wanted six kids. Oh, Lord have mercy. <laughs> and, I was, and I was like, well, that's not really, I, I don't know that that's for me. Like, <laughs> I don't know that six kids is necessarily my specific cup of tea. Right. My first question would be like, what kind of job are you going to have? Because someone's got to stay home with this fruit. <laughs> right. How much money are you going to make exactly? <laughs> right. Um, but I always, I always just envision three kids. And I think that's honestly, because that's what I grew up with. Yeah. So yeah. it was I just what I envisioned and that's <laughs> what I was used to. And so that was my, my view of a family. Mm-hmm. So, right. I mean, he he just I could just see, you know, some I've I've talked to other people who were an only child and they wanted to have big families. Mm -hmm. And um they they like the the idea of it, but it it is and you have great rewards with it, but it is a lot of hard work, you know, mm -hmm. trying to, you know, you know, to keep everything going, you know, and things like that, you know, mm -hmm. with the kids and the wife and the husband. And so, yeah, um, absolutely. right. So, um, so I saw that you had um, three angel babies. So how, how did that, not how did that happen, but was that like, you know, before you had your kids or was it in between? Um, Cause I know my grandmother, she had miscarriages. She ended up having seven kids and she had you know, lost babies in between some of her mm -hmm. pregnancies. So, I mean, I don't know. And some people will have a miscarriage before their first one. So 
how did that work out for you guys? Um, well, so long story short, I, when we first got married, I worked at an OBGYN office mm-hmm. and I had terrible baby fever. Oh Lord! (laughs) Seeing the couples come in and how cute they were, and the mom and the dad, and then the baby was born, and I got to hold all the babies, and I got to know the I got to know the patients and the families and their names and their backgrounds, and it just was everything seemed perfect and magical, and you know. Mm mom and dad first have that little tiny baby and you just want to hold them all the time. And um, so I wanted a baby and Cody said, absolutely not. We are not ready. We just got married. It's not our thing. We need to wait. And I said, but wait, we want like, we want a baby. I want a baby. Um, And I'm convincing you that you want a baby too. (laughs) Yes, exactly, exactly. And um, to be honest, um, so we ended up getting pregnant. It was both him and I are planners. Let's put that out there. (laughs) Um, Baby number one was actually not planned. And um, I didn't even tell him that I was pregnant because I was afraid of what he was going to say. Oh, um, you knew that he didn't want one yet. Yeah. Yeah. I was worried about kind of having to go at it alone for like emotionally go at it alone for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't tell him. And then when I lost the baby, I was six weeks with my first Mm-hmm. The, second, the second I was eight weeks and the third I was 10 weeks so oh wow and um so I had all three miscarriages before we ended up pregnant with my first son Levi oh wow I mean so I mean how did so when you lost your first baby I mean how did he react to that I mean did mm-hmm. did you say you knew about it and you know I mean because I mean, I just know, I mean, watching TV, you know, to be like felt betrayed, you know, all that dramatic drama going on, you know, but yeah. I mean, I would be glad that you were okay, you know, cause you know, a lot of times the mothers, they're, they're not okay after, you know, physically not okay when, they, you know, something bad happens, you know, to their body sometimes when that happens. So, I mean, so how was that with you guys? I mean, did it bring you closer together? you know, or did it, you know, push you apart and then come to go up together? I mean, because you guys are young, you know, you're young adults during this. So I'm thankful that I did not have to have a DNC with any of my three. I, mm-hmm. um, and so um, I'm, I'm thankful now looking back on it that I didn't, I think emotionally that would have been even harder on me. Yeah. Um, because he wasn't, necessarily supportive emotionally we were young and I don't think he really understood to the extent of what it meant to be honest yeah. um, I remember him saying I will I will never forget him saying well it just needed to be oh yeah and I was like but wait a second <laughs> but wait a second I need I need you 
to hug me and hold me and tell me uh, that it's going to be okay. And, and that was like, he's very matter of fact, he's very black yeah. and white and he's very analytical. And yeah. so when he says something, it's like, that's the end of the sentence and that's done. And I'm sorry, but this is the way it is kind of thing. <laughs> So uh, hold on, I need you to give a little bit here. <laughs> give and take, right? And I, looking back um, at the time, at the time I had a really hard time with it because I did, I, I didn't have family. Um, I didn't tell any friends. Oh, I yeah. didn't tell. So like, I went through it alone. Right. Why do, I, why do we do that? You know, did you do that because you didn't want to bother anybody or you were embarrassed? I mean, I because I've done the same things about certain things. Like, I've not told a soul about something and I'm hurting, you know. And if I had just been a little bit brave enough to just tell, tell somebody, you know, um, I mean, what, were you afraid or were you? I mean, I know you were hurt by losing, you know, uh, your baby, but. I mean, I mean, that's how I would see it. You know, I would be embarrassed, you know, as a woman, you know, even though it's most of the time not even our fault that it happens. Well, um, yeah, so I did take, I did um, believe that it was my fault and yeah. I felt like it was my fault. I felt like I could have done something different or I should have done something different or, mm -hmm. and then I kept thinking like why why would I get pregnant in the first place if mm -hmm. it was just going to end right what was the purpose of that right and it's it's interesting now looking back on it because I have helped multiple people with my pain mm-hmm Oh, that's awesome. So <laughs> that helps me to know that it was worth, that it was something that I had to go through to help others. Oh, exactly. That's really good. I mean, that's why um, I started doing the podcast because last winter I went through something and I'm still kind of going through it, but I was feeling so sorry for myself, you know, and I was like, I've got to change this. I've got to focus on something else. So I felt like, you know, focusing on others, you know, everybody has their own story and they can help um, someone else who has that sort of same story, you know? Um, so, I keep thinking, you know, your husband said he wanted to have six kids, and in a way, he did. <laughs> well, you know what? I've never thought about that before. Yeah, I was like, wait a minute now. He kind of did have all his six kids, and God only, God's like, but you can only handle this much. <laughs> you know? I, well, he knows I can only handle this much. <laughs> Sometimes this is too much, but... Um, I've never thought about that before. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Because I was. That's. A, I mean, that would be a would have been a big brood to handle. <laughs> yeah, I especially if they were all boys. <laughs> we keep um, people keep asking. People keep asking. So when are you going to try for your little girl? Right. I don't know oh. <laughs> if you ever got that or not. But when are you going to try for your girl? Are you? 
No. Because, <laughs> because I might end up with another boy. <laughs> well, no- I mean, when my youngest, when I, when I saw on the ultrasound, because, you know, by, by the time I had him, like, I could read an ultrasound like I was the doctor, you know. Yes. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know. As I soon saw, as you um, well, my oldest is 26. I have 24 and I have 22. So, um, so yeah, they're young men now, you know, and I do have one granddaughter and a daughter-in-law. So they're pretty special to me. But <laughs> when I saw in the author that it was a, a third boy, I was like, no way. I'm not doing this again. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> You're not going to make me. I'm not. You know, my sisters all had girls. And I thought, you know what? I'll just have to use them. <laughs> Live vicariously through them. <laughs> so, um, so do you stay at home or do you work or you have a side gig because I know a lot of people you know have side businesses that they do so I mean what do you do on a daily basis so I was a preschool teacher for years um and I long story short two of our three boys have sensory processing disorder okay so that kind of adds into the mix of craziness and um, (laughs) yeah we have a lot of doctor's appointments every week and so I had gotten to the point where I needed to stay home and give my notice because there were so many appointments that I couldn't keep taking off work. Right, um, right. And it wasn't a, it wasn't fair to my employer to keep having to say, here's an appointment, here's an appointment for scheduling yeah. days. And yeah. um, it's not fair to them and it's not fair to my kids to keep right. pulling them out of daycare. So I stayed home. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have been with a direct sales company since 2014. So I started even before um, I started. Quit your job. Yes. Yep. Right. Yep. So that's what I do now. Kind of. Yeah. And I do it full time, but because I stay home with a two year old, there's really. I, I personally can't fit it all in. So. No. (laughs) I I would tell people that um, being a mom with my full time job. So when I went to work, it was my part-time job and it was a break, <laughs> you know, so because I would get out of the house, you know. Um, so so explain to me, I've not quite heard, you said a sensory, say that again for me, I'm, I totally missed that. So both our boys have sensory processing disorder. And what does that, um, can you explain it to me? Yeah, so basically their brains don't fire um, the way that ours do sensory-wise. We could be walking, um, you and I, and our sensory system is automatically um, working. Okay. And theirs theirs isn't firing the same way in their brain. Mm -hmm. So my one son is, he's a definite sensory seeker. He wants to run and jump and push and hit and roll. Um, He 
pushes, like jumps into furniture, runs and jumps into the trampoline. He has oh, to my, yeah. um, like stomp his feet when he walks because his sensory system is, he's craving that because right. the sensory system isn't working on its own. Right. And so he overindulges in that. Yeah. Um, does he um, get hurt a lot because his body can't um, tell him, hey, this is pain, you know, don't do that again? Well, so he, he feels pain. He senses pain. But mm-hmm. because because he's over exuberant with all of his motions, he hurts himself. He hurts himself a lot. And I'm not laughing because that's funny. I'm laughing right. because it's it's silly stuff that like he runs and jumps into the couch and yeah. hurts his head. So because he ran and jumped in the couch. And I'm like, Right. But you ran and jumped into the couch. So <laughs> why am I supposed to feel bad for you? <laughs> right. I know, but I mean, when it happened once or twice, you know, yes, we can relate to that. Like, okay, silly, stop that, you know, but he doesn't, his body doesn't understand that. So he just keeps doing it over and over. (laughs) Well, and I have to stop myself on a consistent basis and say, okay, there's a, there's an actual reason for this. He's not just doing it because he wants to run and get hurt. He can't help it. (laughs) But logically I have to stop stop myself and think, think like kind of reground myself. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I can totally see that happen to do that probably a lot of times in the day, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, yes. I mean, so from the doctor's or therapist's point of view, what do they, how do they instruct you to do, you know, to handle that situation, you know, um, with him? So it's called heavy work. Mm-hmm. It's it's something called heavy work, and it's basically activities that we do throughout the day or throughout the week that mm-hmm. help his sensory system. Um, it basically helps it helps it function essentially. So like stimulates it. Like yeah, stimulates. Okay, in a so, positive way. Like we put we put a backpack on him, and put, we put um, cans of cans of vegetables in it. <laughs> and, it's heavy. and so it's heavy work and it physically so it's helps. actual physical work mm-hmm. yep okay okay you need to bring them to my house i can have <laughs> them carry some stuff around <laughs> he can push chairs he loves to stack them um oh. trampoline, trampoline gets your sensory system because you're jumping up and down it moves right. your legs and it hits your joints together um that's amazing. <laughs> well, he, um, I'm trying to think what else, like chewing on carrots is heavy work. Chewing yeah. on carrots. Um, I consider it heavy work. <laughs> chewing on chips or pretzels. Um, apples. Apples are heavy work. Mm-hmm. Um, what about celery? Would that be considered? Oh, celery. He, he can't, sensory wise, he can't handle the strings on it. Oh, okay. Yes, I got you. So we can't, we can't do salary, but that would definitely be heavy work. Yeah. Right. For someone else. So what about your other son? Is he like on the same level or he's got some different uh, nuances with his um, disorder? His is completely opposite. And he gets very overstimulated. He is, um, 
So lots of people, lots of talking, lots of noises, going out to dinner and hearing people talk. And right now mm-hmm. in the pandemic, it's, I mean, we're not out as often as we did before, but before he couldn't handle the lights on and people talking in the background and hearing silverware move and like hearing Cody and I talk. And mm-hmm. so he has to cover his ears or wear, mm-hmm. wear um, headphones or he zones out uh-huh. a lot right. of times um, or he He's so, so much better since we started occupational therapy. We would not not be where we are without it because they have given me tools to be able to work with him Uh and given him tools to work with himself. Like he used to wear a weighted, um, excuse me, a weighted vest. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Wear tight, um, tight shirts, tight, stretchy Mm -hmm. shirts. Because yep. when it stretches, um, when it's tight on you, it makes your sensory system, um, it makes it fire. It makes it like, you know how, so, I'm, trying, I'm trying to think. So our sensory system, basically, when you feel it, it's like the tingles in your body all the way down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's sensory system working. His body doesn't do that. Mm, okay. So the weighted blanket and a tight shirt kind of calms that, calms him down. You know, it's like it's not letting all that stuff in. Yeah, it's almost as if I put in earphones, like earplugs. Yeah, that helps him. Why it's everything. Yes. Yeah, because I could kind of relate to that because sometimes I feel like I have a racetrack going off in my head. You know, mm-hmm. and. And I know I've been, you know, I've got too much going on. I have to go to a quiet place, you know. So, um, so you didn't mention. So, is the the third son that you have? I mean, he doesn't have any of these disorders or anything like that at all. Um, he has. Um, he has a speech delay. Mm-hmm. But is he? Where is he in the the sibling? Is he oldest, the middle, or the youngest? He's the youngest. He's the baby. So he's two. He just turned two. um, And he has maybe a total of like five words. Yeah. So we've been to speech. I think that's that's a lot of big symptoms with younger, like the youngest, you know, because the older two siblings want to talk for them. You know, that's what happened with my son. He had to go to speech therapy because, you know, he had everybody talking for him. So. I did. I said that you were my oldest. Go back into your bedroom, please. Thank you. He is home. Um, he's home sick today. So, but he's home sick. <laughs> so, I've been there. <laughs> yeah. So he has chores to do today because we don't get to stay home from school and watch electronics all day. <laughs> He was hoping that would happen. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. So, um, so what are your, so what are some fun things that you guys like to do as a family, you know, with all of you together um, and your husband? 
it's hard it's hard to say now because of the pan pandemic but we used yeah. to love going to the zoo and going to the park and going to the library and doing oh, all yeah. the like the the stimulating kids minds and imaginations and um at this point we love going outside we I love bet. doing anything outside um most of the time they're all outside with with my husband and i'm inside cooking or cleaning <laughs> or doing other things. oh yeah wait a minute you're the mom i forgot you still yeah. have to work <laughs> i don't get to the fun stuff but um <laughs> Both I know, but I still enjoy, like, I know I'm working, but when they were younger and I would look out and see them playing mm -hmm. and having a good time, I mean, that always made me feel good, you know, even though I, you know, I had to do dishes or whatever, but, um, I love to so see them smile. I'm sorry. I love to see them smile. Hearing, oh, hearing their laugh was the best part. <laughs> of course. Yes. <laughs> Where they get so tickled. <laughs> that their belly is like just shaky, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, so how can, if anybody wants to get like a hold of you to ask questions, are you open to that? Like can, you know, someone maybe they think their son um, might be having the same kind of disorder or they're having, you know, trouble with a, you know, with a miscarriage. I mean, are they free to reach out to you? Yeah, I would feel, I would, yeah, I would feel honored. Oh, okay. So how can we get a hold of you then? I mean, I know I found you on on a Facebook group. So, I mean, how do we reach out to you? So the easiest thing, um, the easiest way would probably be um, email, just because okay. I don't remember. I don't remember what my Facebook is right now. <laughs> I went to look and it. I, yeah. So well, I have I have your email address. So I will post it in the in the notes. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Tina Fakerman. Yeah. For Facebook, but it might have my middle initial. Do you remember? Oh no, I don't. I don't remember seeing your. You know what? I think it did. I think it had an L in it. Yeah. Did it? I can't remember. Did it an L? Is that you? <laughs> it might have been an M. Okay, then no. That was somebody okay. else. Okay. Well, it's just under Tina Fakerman then. Please, please contact me if you have any questions or... Well, I know. I, I just typed in Tina Fakerman on the Facebook Messenger and you popped right up. So, you know. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, they can definitely... Um, message if they have any questions. I know awesome. that I would not have been able to get through the processing disorder if I didn't have other moms giving me suggestions. So, well, yeah, I mean, we definitely need to um, get past being afraid to reach out for help, you know, and when to me, when it came to um, one of my boys and I needed help, I was like, I'm going to do whatever it takes to make mm -hmm. them happy, to make them feel better. You know, yeah. I don't have all the resources, so maybe someone else does, you know. So that's, you know, I think that's an important lesson that we all need to learn, you know, that, um, yeah, some people may not understand, but um, 
there are people out there that would understand and they have either great support or great comfort or great words of advice to give out, to hand out to us. So I really appreciate you um, coming on and doing this with me. Um, hopefully you can come back and we can talk about something else, you know, or, you know, what, just shoot the breeze. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would love to. Well, thank you, Tina. And um, I will put your email address in the notes and then um, it'll show up when we air it on Facebook and I upload it to the podcast. So, okay. Thank All right. you. Yeah. Have a great day. You too. Bye. can now listen to Motherhood Unfiltered is going to be okay podcast on Anchor, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, and Audible. Please subscribe today.